Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. I am here today with Matt Nixon and we're going to be talking around um, basically how he went from doing a fun run um, with a bit of a few obstacles in the way to um, to to skating a hundred miles on a frozen lake um, and all the sort of weird and wonderful bits that he's done in between um, and so yeah over to you Matt. Do you want to give us a little bit of a background uh, uh, to you and, and, and how it came to this? Yeah sure. Uh, hi Sarah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it uh, it started quite a few years back, really, when um, I was kind of working a lot, uh, as people do, and uh, yeah. I got pretty overweight and a bit bored and that kind of stuff. You know, middle maybe middle aged um, crisis, although I was only thirty at the time, so hopefully it wasn't quite middle aged. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we did the wolf run in Leamington. Um, I kind of got cajoled into doing it. And uh, uh, did that with Donna, my wife, and um, loved it, absolutely brilliant. And it really brought me back to what I used to do when I was a kid, because we used to live in the countryside, you know, this town I used to live in had no traffic lights and 10 pubs, it was that kind of place. Um, <laughs> surrounded you still by, went outside. <laughs> and you still went outside. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Still, well, I was, only, I was only young at the time. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. But uh, so yeah, we had uh, like a river that ran through it and some woods and fields and stuff. So I used to be outside a lot. And um, so doing this wolf run kind of brought me back a little bit to that kind of feeling. And But also it kind of reminded me, if you like, that I can do that kind of stuff and I enjoy that kind of stuff. So from there, I lost quite a lot of weight, although I've put a lot of it back on and <laughs> um, started doing a bit of running and um, wanted to beat what I'd done at the wolf, wolf run last time, which was I didn't manage to do the monkey bars. So I might, wanted to go back and do the monkey bars properly, which I did. Um, nice. So that, again, kind of made me think, well, I've gone back and I've achieved something different and I've, I've improved. So maybe I can improve a little bit more and do something different. So was it was that was that sort of drive? Did that come from oh I've let myself down? Like I I should have been able to do the monkey bars, or was it um, was it a bit? It's less just frustrating. It's just kind of my um, I think how my brain works. If I can't do something, I'll I'll either that doesn't matter and push it to one side, or <laughs> I think well I can actually do that. Why can't I do that? And I'll, yeah. I want to do it next time. And it's kind of a bit bit of determination, I suppose, to try to try and do it. But okay. um. I tend to kind of want to do things like that, yeah, uh, properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, I ended up doing, getting quite a lot fitter, and I did kind of a triathlon in Stratford, um, mm-hmm. and I did a coast-to-coast um, cycle and run from Nairn to Fort William up in Scotland. Oh, wow. Okay, um, wow. So that was about 100 miles or so, um, uh, like a race, although I wasn't racing i was just trying to finish it really (laughs) you were racing against yourself racing against myself absolutely um (laughs) and i've done a few uh events like running races marathons ultra marathon that kind of thing adventure races with a bit of Mm -hmm. extra adventure race basically tends to be a run with a little bit of something added in like you might swim across a lake or you might abseil down a 
ill or you might do something different basically okay. it tends to involve getting wet at some description oh. so i did a bit of that and um then i did a um, husky expedition which was 300 kilometers i think from norway through finland and sweet finished in sweden at the ice hotel um that was really cool so looking after it how was... did you choose that one because you kind of went from <laughs> like yeah. i can i can see the thought well, pattern the i didn't think that one was going to be physical you see i thought that was just sounded really quite a cool thing to do and when yeah. i actually rang the organizers um to ask about it so i did these things for charity most of them for for a cancer yeah. charity uh cancer research and um so when I rang them and said, um, does this really go out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the wilderness and you're looking after your own dogs and you're sleeping in a tent on the snow? And <laughs> Is and this said, really yeah. what happened? Yeah, they said yes. And I was like, perfect. I'll, that sounds good. So that's what I wanted. I wanted to kind of get out, you know, in the middle of nowhere and um, and do something really different. And, uh, and it was great. It was really, really good. Very big learning curve, obviously, when I've not had dogs at all at home growing up. Um, <laughs> So and then you were the proud owner of how many? Six, yeah. <laughs> and they tangled oh, well. themselves up. And um, yeah, then we obviously had to put our tents up at night, cook our mm. own food, get our own water and yeah, that kind of stuff. So, so that was melting, presumably melting snow, is that well, what? Actually, um, because of the route it was in, um, there's lots of lakes and rivers oh, okay. and on the way. So we were able to break through the um, ice and collect it, thankfully. Because okay. uh, melting snow is quite a lot harder because you melt like a big chunk of snow like that and might get that much water. <laughs> so it's really, it's really not very nice, uh, not very much fun. Um, so yeah, after that, I was kind of looking at stepping it up a gear again a little bit, really, and and I did a hundred mile ice skate down a frozen lake in Outer Mongolia, and it was with a company that I'd done a few events with before. And I uh, just spotted this advert and thought, that looks cool. I'll, uh, I'll do that. So, uh, <laughs> and you and you skated? Yeah, I didn't skate. I skated when I was a kid. I skated a few times. I remember going to the ice rink, you know, with the folks, probably for a birthday party or something. But um hadn't skated probably for 25 years. So never had so. any lessons or anything like that? No. 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 Who needs that? So, um <laughs> and uh, so I took the kids to uh, the ice rink a few months before going um, and fell over and broke my wrist. So so that was a, a really good start. And that didn't put you off? No, because uh, I'd already booked the flights. I'd already paid for the trip. Um, I'd already got some charity money coming in. I, I organised an event as well where um, a chap called Sean Conway came to speak uh, at... Um, so I already had all the things in motion to raise money and, and get going to do it. Um, so in my head, all I was going to do is switch from ice skating to walking it if I had to. Right, um, okay. So that, that was the, the pull, really, that I was always going to go. I was always going to give it a go. Um, because you can do, you mentioned before we, we started recording, we had a little quick chat and you mentioned that actually people can, you can do different things so they yeah. can, someone can cycle it. and Yeah, they call it um, by any means, I think it was, although there was only three options, but uh, essentially you could. <laughs> it isn't really no, any means. I know, yeah, essentially you could either run it or walk it, which quite okay. most people did. There was a group of, I think, 28 of us that went total. 
it was the first time it had ever been done um, as, a, as a group. Okay. Um, they'd gone with one or two of them previous to have a look, but they'd not done the full line, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so most people ran it or walked it. There's people from all over the place, Australia, America, um, Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Almost. <laughs> yeah. And um, there was one guy that cycled it. Um, with the little studs on the tyres, you know. Um, And there was nine of us, I think, that tried to ice skate it. Now, the ice skates are very different to what you have at the um, uh, rink. You know, they're not attached to it fully. You've got, like, if you've been cross-country skiing, you've got, like, one toggle at the front of the boot, like one bar, which attaches to the skate or the ski. And then the skate kind of comes in underneath. So you can, you basically, because of the way that the frozen lake is, it's not pristine, kind of flat, lovely, <laughs> easy skating. It's all lumpy and hilly. And there's big, massive boulders of ice out on there. and but, wow. Which means basically you can't skate all of it. So you have to be able to unclip the skate and walk parts of it. There's big oh, okay. expanses like 10 kilometre maybe five kilometre expanses that you just couldn't skate. It was impossible to skate because you've got like these knives kind of poking up out of, um, out of the ice. But um, yeah, really, really, really surreal place. But, um, and I, in- I got injured when I did it, actually. I got injured on the third day, late on in the third day, which meant I couldn't skate the last day, but I did still finish by walking it. Well, I probably, probably shouldn't have done because I'd really... Um, torn some ligaments in my ankle but um oh, no. but I went for it anyway <laughs> well the thing is when you're out there isn't it I I yeah I'd be I'd be with you on that <laughs> I'm going to complete it I'm going to do it yeah it was like that <laughs> nothing was gonna I mean because I've got so much money for charity I think I raised I think five and a half six thousand pounds for for charity and and I'd been talking about it for with everybody obviously I'm going to do this I'd been on the radio a couple of times and um, been in the local newspapers and that kind of stuff and I just kind of it was the little bit of pressure I suppose but also just I was just never gonna not do it not do it Um, wasn't an option yeah yeah I bet your legs caned at the end though didn't they yeah it wasn't very nice um especially obviously there's it's not quick place to get to Mongolia so coming back from there was not nice either with obviously an ankle like that but yeah yeah nothing was broken thankfully but almost I think um, the the uh, paramedic, we had a paramedic with us as well on the ice and uh, all he could say was um, put some ice on it. So <laughs> I did. I just sit where I am then, should I? Yeah, I <laughs> down to the lake, got this great big chunk of ice and rested my ankle on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite handy in a way. <laughs> Injured it at the right place. So what's all the driving force behind this? What makes you do all these different challenges? So, yeah, um a while, a while back, um, my um, granddad passed away, and my dad at his funeral um, said the words, um, life's not about the number of breaths that you take, but the moments in your life that take your breath away. Mm. So that kind of hit home quite um, solidly, you know, that, that life's all about getting, using these breaths to their fullest. So having... Mm like a my full breath moment or a full breath moment. So I started writing down in a book, in an A to Z book, um, all of the kind of positive 
things that I've done, or it could it could just be that me and the the kids have had have burst out laughing on something that's happened that you kind of write down, or it could be something like the hundred mile ice skate. Yeah. Um, so I put everything down in this book. Um, it's to try and prove to myself, if you like, or try and um, inspire myself that I've achieved things and I've overcome challenges and imposter syndrome and self-doubt and all these kind of stuff that you've got proof that you've achieved it. Yeah. Um, and I started writing all these things down and it's actually turned into a book now. So I've got a, a book or a journal out uh, for sale that um, actually does that. So the owner of the book can write their right. own full breath moments down. Oh, nice. Um, and where do people uh, get that one from? Uh, what's that, sorry? Where do people pick that up from? Can you get it from Amazon? Um, from the website, um, direct at the moment. Um, uh-huh. So I can obviously share the links and it's a great yeah. Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, great Christmas um, present. No, it's but, a great idea. Uh, yeah, it's got a few tools in there as well, like adventure planning tools. So I've, I've, I've got an area in the book that's called fuel. So fuel is kind of what drives everything, isn't it? Drives cars mm-hmm. and us as a human by eating food and fuel for adventure if you like it i've called it a future unique experience list so Mm f-u-e-l so the idea of that is that you write down what your fuel is what you want to do and when because you know with a holiday for example people book a holiday a year two years in advance yeah. Um, hopefully, like the way things are going with COVID. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, exactly. even if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, um, for other stuff, you kind of don't. Like if you say, oh, I really want to learn how to, I don't know, play the guitar or whatever, or mm. I really want to, whatever it is, like uh, learn to ride a bike or whatever, you know, okay, so when are you going to do it? And yeah. if you write it down and you tell people what you're going to do and why, um and then hopefully those people will keep prodding you on the shoulder and ask you if you've done it yet. You know, that's the idea. But you can look back in this book and you've got like a bit of a plan of when you yeah. want to do those things um, and focusing on what, in the nicest possible way, what time you've got left. You know, when, you, when you're when you old and bold, like, or older and bolder like me, what well, I'm going to do. I've, I've got, Martin's got this calendar and it counts down. It's yeah. got... The black marks on the number of weeks. That yeah, yeah, I've got done. that. In, that's something similar in the book. Yeah, which is it, it does have the connotations. It, you know, some people might think it's a little bit kind of morbid, or you know, but I, but, I, I then I it kind of I think it's too much of a reality check for me because it kind of freezes me into panic. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, is that all I've got? And then that's like that's terrible. And then it, I kind of get. Rather than think, make the most of it. I'm too busy being distracted by. Oh my god, is that all I've got left? um, there's another one in the book as well which um, is called um, Jar of Weeks which basically you've got um, one jar that's full of I don't know it might be pasta or counters or something in in the jar and it might be something that you're working towards let's say you want to be or start a podcast or something you know Mm -hmm. and you want to start a podcast by July next year so however many weeks that is, let's just say it's 25 weeks. So you could have 25 counters in your jar and you pick up a counter at the end on a Sunday night and you're like, right, have I moved any further forwards with my dream of doing a podcast or um, have I not? But whatever mm. happens, that counter, that week, that whole week that you've got in your hand is kind of gone. It's been Go spent. 
So, you know, and then over time, obviously, the the canes is dropping the jar and you can kind of see oh, the time moving. I, I think oh, I could you cope know. with that to, towards a goal rather than my death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, the the, the, the life, uh, the boxes of life is the other thing that you mentioned earlier in the, in the book as well. And that... It does. Have, some people do feel that way, like you're, you're mm-hmm. feeling. But mm-hmm. um, for me, I think it's kind of like, right, I've got, let's say, 40, 40 years. <laughs> I've got 40 years left. Let's fingers crossed. So I really want to do this, this, this and this. So I might not be able to do those things in 10 years time. Let's just say whatever reason. Yeah. Like I've got, I've had arthritis in my toes that I've having operations on at the minute and arthritis in my shoulder I've had operations for I've had a discectomy in my back and so mm-hmm. my body's starting to kind of say maybe it's some wrong, of the crazy it stuff. It is isn't it I've noticed that I'm like what what's wrong with you you need me to stretch. Yeah. <laughs> so there's got to be a time when you're going to do it if you really want to yeah. do it and and, it, and that's the um, thing if you really want to do it you'll find a way of giving it a go you know um, I would hope. Nice, I like that. Okay, so what's next for you? What have you got? What have you got? Well, in my with? list, I've got quite a lot of things booked in. Well, not booked in. Things I'd like to do, um, but things keep fueling it as well. I mean, it's, it, in the fuel list as well, it's kind of um, like one of the top things that the family. So we've got two boys, uh, twelve mm-hmm. and nine, and uh, obviously Don and my wife. One of the top things we want to do is go to Costa Rica, um, like a bit of a family uh, adventure there for a couple of weeks but yeah so uh, but, but ones like adventure wise if you like for personal ones I'd love to yeah. cycle all the way around Iceland there's like a road that goes all the way around oh, really? Iceland that'd be really cool how long's that uh, I think it's 1500 kilometers 1500 kilometers it's quite quite a long way, but it's quite be, a long way, isn't it? I mean, it? that it's one is kind days. of like a little bit far out, but yeah. it's something that's a bit different, which I quite like doing. I like doing things a bit differently. Um, but, will you build up to something like that? So, will you do? Will you look to do other cycle stuff of shorter distance? Yeah, possibly, you just possibly. Go I, mean, for I did it. a cycle, um, like bike packing trip this May, just gone. Which was um, at the, in the Outer Hebrides. Okay. There's an island chain on the northwest of Scotland that you've got ten island, well more than ten, but ten that come together with roads on and stuff, and that's about 185 miles, I think that was. And, oh wow! Um, so I did that in May with a tent and sleeping bag and food and the tent and everything's on your bike. On bike, yeah. So it was quite hard work. I mean, sometimes I was pedalling as hard as I possibly could downhill to go forwards. It was that windy. But um, but for that, I only really went on the bike like a couple of times before I went. Just, Just go on with it. Well, it's kind of, yeah, I should have done probably more and it would have probably been easier doing more. But it's not all about kind of the, the training to death. It's kind of got to enjoy it as well because you'd be fed up of it by the time you got somewhere like that otherwise. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? By the time you actually start the thing, you're already over, yeah. over being on a bike. Before, where I've done uh, trained for a race, a run, where I've been running for like the last six months really flat out, you know, solid, and mm. you get injured a bit more, and you know, because you're doing more. And um, 
and I kind of started getting a bit bored of it and you kind of you know it doesn't actually help for the main thing obviously it does help when you're there yeah. and having that reason why mm. why you're doing something I really find that having a reason for doing things makes a massive difference to me um, especially training for something um, if you really 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 want to do it for a reason um, that makes and then I've got a group. We're going to Kilimanjaro next October. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's wow. twelve of us going to Kilimanjaro, um, and uh, yeah, there's a few things. I'd like to do the Pembrokeshire Coastal Path as well. Oh Maybe yeah, walk, walk that or hike that. You know, non-stop with a bag or a camping. You know, again with carrying it. Yeah, I just we we went to. Have you been to New Zealand? Yeah, only uh, only actually to the casino in Auckland. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a different. Yeah, that's a. I basically had a stopover of about six hours because Donna Donna stayed there for a few weeks, but I had to go back to America to work. So, um, oh, no. so I went, ended up in the casino because they did free drinks if you were playing the slot machine. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the not not alcoholic oh, drinks no. by the way. Just no, that's not. Yeah, well, to be fair, and I I was a. I went when I went to Las Vegas when I was like younger. Yeah, we played on the slot machines because they they bring around the drinks. Why should playing on the slot machines? Yeah, <laughs> this will do. Um, but yeah, we went to Milford Sound and we went and we met a guy who was about to. We were cooking up in the sort of campsite kitchen and he was he was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of carving up for. I'm doing the there's a walk and they actually take you in a boat over the other side of. A river that was there, yeah. um, lake that was there, and then you walk, and it's a five-day walk, and it's carrying everything that you've got and stuff. And it's we were like, wow, that's amazing. And it, we were in shoulder season, so whilst we were there, um, it actually began snowing in um, Queenstown when we were down there. Um, so you know, he was he he said he was kind of a little bit late in the season to be doing it really, mm. and we just weren't in a position to do it. Um, but I was like, that is amazing. And that is one of the things that Martin and I both said we'd like to go back and do would be that that walk. For yeah, me, uh, the whole thought of carrying. There's um, some well-known, I mean, if it's somewhere like um, like Patagonia, they have the W Trek, they call it, uh, hmm. which is, you know, you've got like the three sisters, the big, there's these big kind of columns of rock, basically. Yeah, okay. but, is, uh, but the walk you do is shaped like a W, so it's called W Trek. But, oh, okay. um, but that they do uh, places like that now. You can do it self-support, um, supported by yeah. people that kind of book the campsite for you and put the tent up, and you know, yeah, you can you can do it in different levels. But um, but yeah, anything like that would be uh, be an amazing thing to do. Yeah, and it's a good reason yeah. to go back as well, isn't it? Well, that, that's yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, we, we're always like, it'll be great to do with the kids, and then we're like, really? Like, can you imagine telling any any children of any age that yeah, we're going to spend five days trekking and with carrying all our equipment? Yeah, a couple of days, kids might. Because I'm a scout leader as well, and um, but yeah, a couple of days you might get out of them. Say, you've got <laughs> one, or two, one or two um, kids that would definitely want to do all of it. But, uh, yeah. but I think uh, we're going to have to. I'm, I'm going to have to use all my sales skills to sell it to them. I think <laughs> there's going to have to be some real promise at the end. Yeah. yeah uh, so, what would you say to someone if they had, if they were like, yeah, you know what, I've got things that I'd really like to do. I do not have an idea of where to start. What would you say to them? Because I think that's the thing is, it's the starting sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I would point out, by the way, I'm not really 
very good at a lot of the stuff that I kind of do. Like obviously the ice skating, I break my wrist. So uh, the cycling, I'm not a brilliant cyclist. I just pop people along at my own speed. Um, I'm not trying to beat anybody. I'm not trying to be anybody different. I'm not trying to be some sort of adventure guru, nothing like that. I'm just kind of want to give it a go. So getting started for me, I mean, fast forward, sorry, not fast, wind it back kind of 18 months, two years ago. And uh, I'd put on quite a bit of weight again, which I've kind of, my weight kind of goes a bit like this. Yeah. It, I'm um, another one like that. I blame and, the children, uh, but it's not all down to the children. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I um, didn't really want to go for a run because I didn't want people to see what I looked like when I was running because I knew I knew what I'd run like before and I knew I wasn't going to run that fast now and I was a bit nervous about going. So I made so I thought, well, how can I get around that a little bit? And so I went at night. So just. You know, I mean, we've got a canal, which is not some people's cup of tea at night. I granted, it's not, it's not <laughs> lit don't up. Blame. Nobody blame Matt. No, they get don't, the don't do it if you don't feel safe. But, but I'm not bothered with that kind of stuff. I'm quite happy to walk around a wood in the at night or run up a canal in the dark because I know no one else is going to be there, funnily. And, um, well, unlikely people are going to be yeah. there. So, so I just went around up there for a, a few um, a few times to kind of get my confidence back. And then once I'd started... Um, kind of doing that I kind of felt okay yeah I'm not actually that that first but also working out or realizing which I should have known before no one gives a crap if you're doing well or bad you know in the nicest possible way no one would give a monkeys if they saw me huffing and puffing running up the road or wearing whatever I would have been wearing you know no one cares and um and trying to tell myself that because obviously self-conscious or whatever yeah and um, and the more you do it, obviously, the little bit, little bit, little bit, the better it's going to feel and the better you're going to get at it naturally, you know, not trying to put any pressure on myself. Like um, running wise, all I actually used, I had a, I got a watch which showed my heart rate on it. So all I was trying to do is keep my heart rate, a certain heart rate. I wasn't bothered about how fast I was going. Um, just trying to see the improvements from that so getting started is just doing little bits really but it could be like I go up the canal that whereby we live quite a lot and then there's footpaths that lead off the canal and it's go and have a look down that one if you've not been down that one before go and have a look and and try something new try something different and then again you get a bit more confidence because you've been you know what's down there now and you found that bit yourself and yeah. you, you've kind of walked down that bit and and experienced that. It's like, oh, right, okay, I wonder what's down this one. And then it kind of expands and expands. And um, yeah. and you can do that with anything, you know, like riding a bike. You, you can, again, have a watch or Strava on your phone or something and do five kilometres on a bike ride, yeah. which shouldn't take long. You know, pick a route where you know, where you're comfortable with. And then next time... See if you can do it a little, you know, a little bit further, a, bit a little bit explore. further. Yeah, and it's the same for anything, isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, yeah, sport or business or whatever. You know, just chip away a little bit at it, and and if you're wanting to see improvements, you know, write write it down what you did and when you did it. And Strava's really good for that on your phone, like for running or cycling, because you can see a record of how far you've gone that yeah, year or in that <laughs> period in that week or. 
you know, and there's there's plenty of groups you can join on things like that as well, trying to chivvy people along. Like there's one I was a member of um, where it counts how many activities you do in a week or it counts how, how long you've done activities for that week and you get a leaderboard. So yeah, you, know, you can get your friends all together on it. Um, all of them join up on it and say, right, it doesn't have to be quick. It doesn't have to be any length, just going out for an hour and a half yeah. or something. It's just the doing, it. isn't it? That's the thing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Just, just yeah. giving it a go. But the, um, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not really any good at the, the things I've done. I've just given it a bit of a go. And to be honest with you, um, if you don't fail at stuff, then you've probably tried things that aren't very hard. They're not you know, very hard. Kind of funny way. Yeah. Yeah, it's about it's about taking that learning from it, isn't it? And and not yeah. letting it stop yeah, you. I mean, from I've done a couple on. of things I've not really fully completed, you know, that I set out to, mm. um, as everybody has, I'm sure. But um, but I know I'm almost happier because it wasn't easy. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I think I think it can be kind of you can feel a bit cheated sometimes if you don't find it hard. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I, don't, I haven't got that sense of achievement yeah, I was exactly. hoping for. But also, was... in the fact that you're annoyed if you don't complete it is good as well because that shows that you're wanting, you're wanting to do it. Yeah, you know? it's um, important. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for your time. No it's been it's been really great to hear about your adventures and everything else. We'll put some information on the show notes for people to be able to grab that book. Yeah. Um, if they want to find out more about you, what can they do? Where can they go? Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> like a little yeah no nice um <clears throat> where can they where can they go just just in case they haven't got the show notes to hand so um the my book of full uk is the link straight to the book page um i've also got the website the uk, which sounds a little bit it's not got the intention of sounding like the matt nixon it's actually the opposite there's a story behind it but anyway um uh, so yeah, thematnixon.co.uk because I do some talks and workshops for companies or charities and um, using the book or not using the book. Um, Brilliant. So yeah, that's how you can get in touch. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.